All right. Welcome back to another episode of the RHS radio show. I'm Casey Shakespeare, pro- Senior Program Coordinator here at the Real Health Scholars Program at Dixie State. And I'm joined today by one of our peer mentors, Mariah Richens. She's one of our medical peer mentors, uh, and she's currently in the application phase uh, for medical school. So she's been with us for a little while. So welcome, Mariah. Hi, guys. So first off, um, I want to introduce Mariah and give her a chance to talk a little bit about herself. So Mariah, why don't you tell us about kind of where you're from, what kind of stuff you like to do, what drew you to Dixie? Sure. Um, I'm from Ogden, Utah. Uh, I went to Weber for a year, and then I came down here as a pre-medical student. Um, Since I'm from Ogden, I love snowboarding. I love rock climbing. I love Snickers bars. I guess that doesn't have to do with Ogden at all, but it's a fact. That explains why the Snicker bars are always gone out of the candy <laughs> dish at the RHS office. Though. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the Snickers thief. You caught me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love the outdoors. I love Batman jokes. I love <laughs> Rubik's Cubes. And that's it. What's your fastest time you've ever done in a Rubik's Cube? Uh, I got down to 105 one time. Oh, wow. That was I, I might have been lucky. I think my average was like 130. I had the coolest experience with an Rubik's Cube once in uh, history class when I was in college. The professor was, it, you couldn't have scripted this better, but the professor was up there trying to complete an Rubik's Cube. And this kid walked into class late and he turned around and kind of real rude said, you're late, get to your seat. And then he goes, nobody can do these things. And the kid that walked in goes, I can do it in under a minute. And the professor was like, no. And he was like, yeah. He's like, if you can do this in under a minute, I'll give the whole class an extra credit kid did it in like 54 seconds it was a <laughs> really cool experience i've gotten into the google one lately you can play rubik's cube on google oh, i didn't know that so it's a trap i do it in class and i wouldn't recommend that but <laughs> yeah we want to install good habits in our students so um uh let's stay away from the, the time wasters there with the rubik's cube on on uh google sounds good okay um so tell us a little bit about what drew you to Dixie. You started off at Weber State. Why did you transfer down to Dixie? Um, I love the atmosphere here. I love uh, the recreation here. And I love the, the program. I love the small class sizes. I love that I have relationships with my professors. Um, yeah, I think that Dixie was the best place for me. I think it was a very individualized uh, decision, but it's been really great. I've been here three years now. so That's great. So you're pre-med. Um, you've been in the Real Health Scholars program for what? This is going on your fifth semester, sixth semester, something like that? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so what drew you to the medical field? Why Why medical? Uh, it started out uh, when I was younger. I was actually a patient for a while, so I had a few surgeries on my legs at Primary Children's Medical Center, and um, that really just kind of piqued my interest, and then I kind of forgot about it. I wanted to do emergency medicine for a long time. Just for the adrenaline rush, I think. And then uh, coming down here, I had the opportunity to meet other students. Um, I attended a few medical conferences, and it really just uh, helped me hit my stride and realize really what I was passionate about, and it was medicine. So, Okay. Um, so what's been one of the toughest things about your journey to get this, to this point as a pre-med student? Um, I think one of the toughest things for me has been breaking away from a checklist. So a lot of times as a pre-med student, we kind of have these checklist items that we have to do. We have to have this GPA. We have to do service. We have to do patient exposure. We have all these things. And um, it took me a few semesters to just really sit back and find out what I wanted to do. 
And then I kind of realized from there that what I wanted to do fit in with that checklist and I could just mm-hmm. um, kind of achieve my goals, but in a more, um, in a, in a way that let me kind of have fun with it and be myself. Yeah. So that's one of those fine balance things that we, we try to help students understand, but really is challenging sometimes is when you have that checkbox list of things that you have to do to get into healthcare programs. And they always tell you if you go to a grad fair, or you speak with a representative, like don't just check the boxes. It's not just about checking the boxes, but then at the end of the day, you have to check the boxes in order to qualify <laughs> to get in. So it's kind of a conundrum, but uh, that's really the, the direction we want students to go with that is, uh, yes, you have to do service. You have to do about 200 hours, but you're not just going to any service project and checking that box. We want you to find uh, service projects and opportunities that really interest you. So, uh, and really let you develop those skills. And uh, the more interesting uh, an experience is for you, the more kind of that you get into it, that you get out of it, that's, that's when the experiences look better on an application. That's another question we get is, you know, what, what looks good on an application? But there, there's not a silver bullet experience that looks good on an application. There's not one, any one thing that you can do that's going to put you into a program automatically. Yeah, and that's what I found when I was doing my application this year is that the activities that I was really passionate about that I chose because I wanted to do them were easier to write about and were stronger on my application. Mm-hmm. One thing I did that I didn't even think uh, would end up on my application was work at a Boy Scout camp for a while. I was a guide and a, a ropes course uh, leader, and it ended up being a really cool leadership position where I got a lot of experience teaching kids and uh, being around kind of a new environment and I think it, it added a lot to my application in the end so that was kind of cool yeah and that's kind of what we're looking for at those experiences is what's outside of your comfort zone what pushes you to challenge yourself what's in your interest and you know service is one of those areas where you can do anything leadership as well uh, it does not have to be healthcare related um, so we like to push students and that's a cool one too because it's Boy Scouts of America but you were able to go do that uh, as a female student and you know really interact with them and that's a cool environment because that might put you a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but it helped you grow. And that's the kind of stuff that we're looking for. That's the kind of stuff that really sets you apart is experiences where you pushed yourself, where you uh, got outside of your comfort zone and, and did something that maybe you didn't know how to do before or maybe that was uncomfortable to you before and you developed the skill to do that. So thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Um, so we want to talk a little bit with you today as well about what your experience has been in the Rural Health Scholars Program. So like I said, you've been with us for about uh, – two and a half years now. I believe you started the same semester that I started here at Dixie State, which was fall 2016. So um, we've kind of been through this process together, watched RHS grow together. You've been in our RHS club presidency before, and then you've done some health camps and things with us. So you've been around for a lot of stuff, and I've gotten to know you through those those opportunities. But I'd like to, to give you kind of an opportunity to, to talk a little bit about um, what those experiences have been like and how they've helped you. Uh, but one of the first things uh, I want to chat about is how did you learn about RHS? What drew you to join the program? Um, I learned about RHS a little bit earlier. My case was a little different because I was involved in one of the health camps that RHS puts on. So that's a cool thing I guess I can put a plug in for really quick. Um, every summer we do a pre-healthcare camp and it's for high school mm-hmm. students. So I was one of those high school students and I had a blast and then I kind of forgot about it. I came to Dixie State And I heard just from another student, I think it was mostly word of mouth. One student was like, hey, like, have you heard about this program? And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I didn't realize that Dixie State had this program. Um, 
when I was at the camp, it was through SUU, so I just didn't realize. And so I think it was that next semester that I joined. Okay. Yeah, so that that's kind of one of those things that some some of our students don't realize. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit about in the last uh, radio show that um, RHS is one of several programs under the Southern Utah AHEC umbrella. Uh, and high school outreach is another one of those programs. And so that's kind of the idea where uh supposed to be a pipeline program so mariah you're a good example of, of what it is we're trying to do there we get you to uh one of our career days we do um regional career days throughout the state uh, we also do that health camp and if we can get high school kids to activities like that and then get them onto campus and they continue on in our rural health scholars program and uh you'll really be connecting onto that third piece of that pipeline soon as you get ready to uh move into medical school hopefully next summer um so yeah that's kind of what the pro how the program's supposed to work that's the idea is getting to know it that way um and that health camp i'm glad you brought that up because that's how i found out about rural health scholars when i was a student as well as i went to that health camp and uh traditionally that was hosted at suu we moved it down to dixie state because of all of the uh, allied health programs and some of the incoming healthcare professional programs like uh, rocky vista medical school and we now have the uh, branch campus of the university of utah's physician assistant program down here uh, and shortly we'll be opening uh, branch campuses for uh, physical therapy and occupational therapy through the University of Utah as well. And Dixie State is adding kinesiology and uh, um, athletic training as potential master degrees, master's degrees coming up as well. And they're looking at a genetic counseling master's degree. And so there's all these different professional and uh, allied health level healthcare programs here in St. George and at Dixie State. And so really trying to capitalize that having that camp here. So uh, that's open to high school kids, uh, eighth grade through 12th grade. So if anybody listening is a high school student, you can find information about that on our website. Um, or you can email me directly to get information about that. Uh, and I'll give you my contact information at the end of the show. But um, that's a really cool camp uh, to come to and, and get an experience with. And for our RHS students, uh, that's where we get our health camp counselors. So Mariah returned actually this summer. Uh, and participated as a counselor in our health camp as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it was like to come back to camp and be a counselor? I had a blast this year at camp. It was so fun. Uh, we just take a week. Uh, so each counselor, like as a, as a Dixie State uh, student, I was a counselor, and each counselor is in charge of a group of high school students, and we all just became best friends uh, and learned about different careers together. You spend each day uh, kind of going to different seminars, and so the students can learn about uh, what careers are available to them. Um, and I, I don't know, I just really like the relationships that I built with those high school students. I felt that um, there was some cool changes that happened throughout the week. Like maybe they thought they knew what they wanted to do and then found out about a new career and we were all just so excited about it. And mm -hmm. we worked together as a team to kind of learn and uh, discover those options. Plus we had a lot of fun too. We did mm -hmm. some sand volleyball. We had a kickball tournament that we won. I got the, I was the team captain, yeah, so we, I got the Gatorade dump, yeah. yeah. So it's just a fun experience and, and a good educational experience too. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And, and you had your, uh, your group had a mascot. Why don't you tell us about your mascot? Oh yes. So I have a tomato plant in a pot because I live in an apartment <laughs> and the tomato plant was our mascot. Uh, he has actually since passed, but his sister's still alive, Jolene, <laughs> and uh, it's it's my roommate. She took my first day of school picture this year, so 
It was our mascot. He participated in our quiz bowl. Uh, we took him everywhere with us. He was our kickball buddy. It was good great. Times. Yeah, no, we have good. We have a good time in RHS. We like to have mascots. Um, <laughs> and then you know, I actually did hear as well one of the uh, counsel- one of the other counselors from the camp uh, that's in Real Health Scholars with us. His name's Ryan Gibb. He made the comment to me the other day, Mariah, um, that he ran into one of the students from his group here on campus. She's now a, a freshman here at Dixie State. So that's another one of the cool opportunities is you get to mentor these kids a little bit. And some of them will end up being your classmates and maybe even your uh, co-workers and uh, teammates later on down the, lo- the road as well. So it's a really cool opportunity to come meet people and, and have an impact on their lives. Um, and that's one of the things that, that we like to help Real Health Scholars students get an opportunity to do as well as, as have an impact on somebody's life and, and experience that and get that get a taste for that joy that you get as a healthcare professional when you do that on the regular basis. Yeah, I think um, that mentoring aspect that you're talking about is really important. That's one thing that I really enjoyed about RHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reach down and we mentor high school students, but we also have these peer mentoring opportunities that are really great. And not only that, but we have uh, great mentors. Uh, we have resources with like current medical students that I've talked to. I have my classmates that I talk to all the time. It's very cooperative, um, very collaborative environment, and it's been really great for me. Right, and that's one of the nice things about Dixie as well is it's small and it's collaborative, uh, and it really offers that opportunity. Everybody kind of reaches out and helps each other rather than uh, getting those gunners. We don't see too many gunners at Dixie State that are – uh, willing to step on anybody to get to the top of the class. And that's Except really for me. Nice. I'm and the so, only gunner at Dixie yeah, State. Yeah, definitely. That's totally Mariah's personality <laughs> right there. Um, so you've had a few other cool things you've done with RHS. I know one thing that you did was you went to Nicaragua, right? Yeah, I did last spring break. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that trip. That was a really eye-opening trip. I had never left the country before, so I signed up for this cultural immersion trip, and I was so pumped, and then I got there, and it was even better than I thought it would be. So um, really, <clears throat> I guess to give you guys a background, we uh, we pair up with Nicaraguan doctors, and we set up mobile clinics in rural areas in Nicaragua. So I spent the entire five days in kind of immersed in that culture, um, and I got to have a lot of patient exposure as well because we were directly working with patients. So I, oh, I, I have so many stories, but just amazing families, amazing kids, um, amazing doctors is great. Yeah, why don't I go ahead and share one of your favorite stories from the trip? Those trips last about eight days, so you get a good amount of time in country. Um, and we go, we're not going to Nicaragua this year just because flight prices have gone up. It seems to be a popular spring break trip, so we're competing with the beachgoers when we go down there. But we are going with the same uh, organization to Panama this year in place of Nicaragua. We also go to the Dominican Republic in May and in December as well. Uh, and we have trips to Four Corners in Salt Lake over fall over spring break and one to Salt Lake over fall break. So we have tons of these kinds of opportunities. But let me go ahead and share one of the, the more memorable things that you had happen to you. Uh, sure, yeah. One of the, the coolest parts was they would do like a home visit uh, or a few home visits every day depending on the need. So what that would entail is a doctor would take just a few students uh, to one of the Nicaraguan homes. Um, So usually that would just entail us seeing and treating a patient who couldn't make it down to the mobile clinics. Usually they're just immobile or really elderly patients. So this one patient we went and saw uh, was, they actually didn't know her birthday or how old she was, but she looked like she was in her 90s. 
Uh, she looked really old. I don't know how old she was, <laughs> but um, she had not walked in three months. And so she had just been sitting on this bed for three months. And so we walked into their little hut. It was just the doctor and three students. Um, and we got to kind of watch this doctor interact with her and teach her about um, kind of some physical therapy exercises and what she could be doing um, to kind of live that best quality of life um, as she kind of ended her days and it was just a really cool experience the family was just so welcoming uh and I just got to see that hands-on interaction I talked to the doctor afterwards and he really stressed to me the importance of um kind of that allied health approach like he was teaching her he wasn't prescribing her a medication he was teaching her kind of physical therapy techniques and he just taught me that um the importance of really listening to your patient and really being hands-on and um, helpful. So that was just a cool experience, uh, not only for the medical part, but also just to to see uh, the the house that they lived in, to see their culture, to walk down the dirt roads and mm. and see the cattle walking right beside you and the bottle caps pushed in the dirt. And it was just really great. So. Yeah, it's really, you know, gives you an idea of how different our world is compared to other places. You know, in the U.S., we, we have a lot of uh, a lot of privileges and, and in other parts of the world, it's, it's eye opening to see how drastically different it is. So, um, and you mentioned some leadership opportunities you've had with RHS. Um, you participated in our club presidency last year. We had a few really cool activities we did with that. Do you want to talk about, about some of the activities we did last year as a, as a program? Of course. Yeah. Um, I was mostly involved in the social media, which I had a blast with, by the way, we had the meme Monday, um, and I got to kind of uh, market these activities we did. We had a few service activities. Um, we're hooked up with Tan's Treats. Uh, so that's a program kind of trying to end childhood hunger in St. George, um, which is pretty cool. And then we always have our Christmas party. So I planned the Christmas party last year. Uh, we had an ugly sweater contest, some trivia, gingerbread making, yeah. hospitals. It was yeah, a we blast. Made, so. We made an RHS gingerbread hospital. Yeah, so, I got. I have a boomerang and several pictures. It was very impressive. Yeah, we had a really good time at that that uh, Christmas party. Um, what else did we do last year? Was there? We had a few uh, volleyball activities and things as well. Um, and we're looking to do more this year as well. We're looking at scheduling some kind of activity next month in the month of September, which is practically this month. By the time you hear this this broadcast, it'll be this month. But looking to have some kind of opening social for the semester for the school year and we'll have a few other activities scattered throughout we'll probably have a christmas party again this december so we try to have fun in rhs as well it's not just about business it's stressful being a, a pre-health student it really is and we, we we understand that and so we like to make sure that you guys are getting uh opportunities to socialize and have fun as well um and then uh mariah you've been helping really set up a a firm women in medicine program as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what's been going on with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just started a new club here on campus. I've been kind of working with women in medicine on campus for the past uh, year and a half, two yeah, years. It's been I don't, a little while. It's been a while, but uh, we just barely got our club kind of kickstarted this semester. Um, it's called the American Medical Women's Association. So it's actually a national organization that we're a part of now at Dixie State. Um, and it's been really phenomenal. We host um, some events with physicians in the area to kind of foster some mentoring. We push work-life balance. I think that's the number one question I get for a lot of females at Dixie State. They want to know how to have that work-life balance. How can I have a family and 
have a career in medicine. And so that's something that I always ask physicians and we try to implement um, in our programs. We want to have a lot of activities that promote that work-life balance we've been talking mm-hmm. about, as well as uh, provide some mentoring opportunities for students. And our female, for our female listeners out there, it is possible to have a career and a family. You don't have Absolutely. to choose between. Um, and that's something that, uh, this is a really cool program. I'm glad that we have it on campus. I'm glad that we're getting rolling with the, the national uh, program because uh, this is something that exists in medical schools as well, uh, PA schools, dental schools, pharmacy schools, all these different graduate programs. So uh, this is a program that once you leave Dixie State, you can continue in and continue to get support with to, to help you learn more about the uh, work-life balance and especially as life picks up in those settings, uh, being able to put some of those things into practice. So we're really glad to have that program on campus and we're really thankful for Mariah and all the efforts she's put forth to get that set up for us. Um, and Mariah is now working in our rural health scholars office as one of our peer mentors. So she's one of our medical peer mentors. She's in there. Why don't you tell them what your shifts are when, when people can find you in the RHS office where we're at? Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the office every Thursday from noon to five. So if any pre-medical students out there are listening, come setting up an appointment and I'll meet with you and tell you to keep on going because it's great. Yeah. Come on by and get some candy. Uh, there probably won't be too many Snickers left in the I'll bowl. I'll save some for them. Okay. Not for you. Not for me. I usually hide them in the drawer. <laughs> now I have to find a new hiding spot because I told yeah. you. Well, that's that's all right. I have the actual <laughs> bag that, that of candy before it's the bowl, so I'll sneak a few out of there. Um, <laughs> so, and Mariah, you're currently in the application phase right now, right? You're applying to medical school uh, this fall uh, and have been working on that for a while, so... Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like taking the MCAT and uh, how those applications went, how that went, filling those out, what that was like. Uh, fill us in a little bit about what that experience has been like so far. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it honestly is the worst experience I have ever had <laughs> in my entire life. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. One thing it keeps coming up today is uh, just the support from other people that you get through this program and through the peers uh, that I've met at Dixie. Um, RHS does do a application workshop, so that was really nice for me. Uh, they just take a week where they do eight hours a day application, and they have seminars, and you can sit there and work on it. And the amount of questions that came up while I was like filling out like my hometown was crazy. Like I didn't know that I didn't know that much about my hometown, <laughs> but uh, they were there to help me. So it really worked out. It's a, it's really time consuming, but it's really worth it. I think through this application process, I've I've learned a lot about myself, and I I think that was kind of surprising for me because I just figured that I would be writing about the things that I'd already done that I'd already learned. But through writing things down and really thinking about some of the um, opportunities that I've had and writing about those really helped me to to kind of hone in on on more of why I'm doing what I'm doing so right it's a good opportunity to step back and reflect on everything you've been over been through in the last several years right yeah totally and you know Mariah mentioned our our Maymaster we call it our Maymaster workshop it's application workshop um, and like she said it's for one week straight we you get us all day long uh, our attention's focused on you during that time uh, and I like what you brought up there. There's a lot of stuff that pops up on that application that you had no idea was going to be there, right? Yeah. And that we're there to help troubleshoot and answer some of those questions as you fill those things out. Um, the seminars that you mentioned, we, we go through 
things like personal statements, school selections, secondaries, uh, how to write an experience, uh, how to dress for an interview, how to communicate with a graduate school. We have uh, different guest speakers come in, and then we educate on some of those things as well. So we really go through the do's and don'ts, what kind of language to use, how to write something, how not to write something, uh, and really make sure that the students understand how that application is supposed to be formatted because that's really a big piece of it. If you format it right, it's going to make it sound a lot better. Um, versus, you know, you can have really good information, but if it's not formatted right, it's not going to come across the way you want it to. So we help you format that so that application really shines uh, and tr just troubleshoot those questions and things that you have, help you find the resources. Uh, and, you know, I filled out an application for my for medical school once upon a time as well, and, you know, I felt the same way. It was really nice just to be able to ask those questions. Um, but unlike Mariah, I did not submit that application. So, uh, but... And you also studied for the MCAT recently and was able to get a pretty decent score out of that, which we were really proud of. That was self-study, right? Yeah, I did. I was nervous to self-study, but uh, it worked out for me. So, Tell us a little bit about what you did to prepare for the MCAT and what that experience was like taking that. I mostly just cried all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't think I shed very many tears, but... Uh, really, uh, the key is to start early, and um, I did use some test prep materials. Uh, RHS has a lending library, so I definitely utilized that and uh, borrowed some test prep books. Um, and then really the key for me was practice tests. I took probably about 18 practice tests oh, wow. uh, leading up to my test, and that really just got me used um, to the format. And so when I stepped, I had to go to Vegas to take the test. When I stepped into that testing center, I really just felt comfortable. I I knew what was going to happen. I knew how much time was left, and, and that was key. I wasn't as nervous as I think a lot of people get, so that was good. Right. It's all about practice, 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 right? And that that test is, what, eight hours long? Yeah, I think it's like seven, seven to eight. Yeah, yeah, if you include breaks. So it's a marathon. It's not a sprint to finish it's three that. hours longer than a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or if I run the marathon, probably the same, yeah. <laughs> but, no, it is a, it is a really uh, long process to take that test, so – having taken those practice tests really helps you prepare for that. But, um, Mariah, why don't you give us uh, your 60 second spiel on advice for students on joining RHS and participating and, and being a pre-health student at Dixie state. Um, I guess my advice would be to just be involved as much as possible. Uh, the number one thing I've gotten from RHS and I think a lot of students get is that, um, support and that sense of community. And the only way to get that is to, um, just be involved. So I think any way that means for you, whether it's uh, going to the class or uh, becoming a tutor or going to peer mentoring stuff or going to the activities, uh, just uh, be involved as much as you can on campus and in RHS. And I think that will help you. Great. And it, I'd be remorse to have Mariah on the show without asking about Batman. Batman's definitely your favorite character book character. So let's just wrap up the show today. I'm just going to ask you, which is your favorite Batman movie version? Who's your favorite Batman? Well, I actually just watched The Dark Knight last night, and that's probably my favorite movie. Um, but I, I have to say Michael Keaton is probably my favorite Michael actor. Keaton. Yeah, Going with the classics. Well, actually, I take it back. I really like George Clooney, and I'm going to get a lot of hate, <laughs> but I love... I like George Clooney as just, Batman. No one else does. Just own it. You can judge me, but now the more I think about it, George Clooney is what I grew up on. He's my favorite. Partially the there costume they put him in that people hate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Is okay. he the one with nipples? Or is that he the other is, guy? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's why. All but right. I like him. Well, we, we appreciate being on the show today, Mariah. And thank, thank you to all of our listeners out there. We'll be back on in a couple weeks with another show. You have a great day.